Ready on the right. Ready on the left. I did the opposite ways on purpose. Did you catch that? <laughs> Welcome to Life in Zero Gravity. Vida in Zero Gravidad. My little birds coming on you once again from up above the droplets. You know, it's Daddy Bird. Big Bird in this. I'm not going to curse. I'm not going to mess with my algorithm on YouTube. I'm sure YouTube doesn't like me either. <laughs> None of these things like me, you know, I'm just too real, man. I'm just too real. <laughs> no, truthfully, um, there is something to that. It's not that I'm too real. It's that I share information that they don't really want people to know. I'm not going to claim that I'm like super important or I have like secret knowledge and all that. Like, I'm not going to claim that, but I, um, I share things that they don't really like people to know you know we're gonna get into some of that later a little bit it's interesting this algorithm stuff i must say hope i'm i realized last week i was listening to a little bit of the show it actually came on because if you want to know what i listen to um i'll tell you i listen to a bit i've listened to <laughs> it's now called the adam friedland show it used to be called Come Town. <laughs> I listened to that. Um, and one of the guys broke off from Come Town. One of the Come Boys is no longer with Come Town. And uh, he has his own show called Stavi's World. And I've been enjoying that, honestly. I didn't know um, how good it would be. But it's been funny, man. Uh, so shout out to them doing their thing keeping comedy alive honestly it's some of the funniest stuff that i've ever heard so if you wonder like what makes me laugh because i consider this a comedy podcast above all else it's a comedy guy cast the god i'm a god of comedy not really but i do my best okay i will say that i think for to be a solo person doing a show which the majority of my shows at this point are solo I think that I have developed that skill really well and I give myself credit for that. It's still not where I want it to be and I I do greatly prefer people to be on because I feel like I'm funnier when people are on. You know what I mean? Imagine writing an hour stand-up special every week and that's sort of what I do with this in a way. And some weeks I'm not happy. <laughs> some weeks I'm not having a good time and I don't feel like I can't really not in the mood to come up with good jokes like uh, my mind is just like not there you know like i'm just going through it so i probably should have put the camera up here because i keep looking up here no the camera's down here it's at a different angle this week checking it out because i wanted to flex this donut shirt you know it was lost for a while i found it again Donut, the donut lord. Watch well, this says like American douche. No, I actually looked up what it said before, but I always forget because I don't know the language like that. It's probably something about donuts. <laughs> but anyway, let's see what we had on the agenda for today. I actually write notes, believe it or not. So this is like last week. I'm going to show you what's on, on for this week. Reviews! That's what we're going to get into. Damas y Ladies and gentlemen, bienvenidos. Oh, I saw that. I should probably watch that more. It was definitely peaking. Like right now, it'll be peaking. 
<laughs> Let me not do that. I'm gonna piss you guys off, my my listeners. We did get a subscriber back. We got a subscriber back on Spotify. I gotta say, my YouTube subscribers, yo, where where are y'all at? You're not watching. I guess you're there for the music, but if you subscribe to my YouTube, you should be seeing these videos coming out. So check them out because this is available on YouTube. But anyway, I'm gonna get into reviews. So. The biggest movie, maybe I should start with the biggest movie. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I saw Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> that was one of the ones I saw this week. And I thought it would be good. It was good. It's a very solid movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, just a fun adventure. I was, I'm not going to lie, I was close to giving this one a nine, but I give it eight and a half Zeus slaps God. For real, that movie was was dope. I got to give it credit. Um, everybody did their thing. And Chris Pine has to be like a nerd god at this point, right? <laughs> like, he's been in some of the nerdiest stuff. He was in Star Trek. Now he's in Dungeons and Dragons. He got to be like, he's goaded by the nerds at this point, right? He got to be. That's just, who else is coming with that combo of nerdiness? It, it's got to be him. He's the champ terms of actors in nerd things you know so that's cool um it, that movie had no right to be that good so what's kind of cool is dungeons and dragons you sort of make your own game right when you play it like it's it literally can be anything you want so there's endless possibilities for movies like yeah they got the they got like character types you know they got like um game types this wasn't a movie that was like based on people playing a game. It was just a straight up adventure movie, which is really cool. So, I th I thought it was fun. It was a fun movie. I would definitely recommend it. Um, it would probably be better than you expect it to be, honestly. Because for me, I thought it would be good. I really did, and it, I think it exceeded my expectations. It it did. It was it was pretty funny. Um, good action. Pretty good story, nice effects, cool creatures, nice adventure movie, you know. And there, I'm sure there's going to be a sequel if it does well, which it seems like it's doing well. So you would anticipate there being a sequel sooner rather than later. Should I do? Which angle should I do? Hair's looking weird from that angle. Ooh! <laughs> This isn't a bad angle, honestly. It's not bad. I think I could even... Yeah, there you go. I don't know if this is better. I don't know. We're figuring it out on here, on Life in Zero Gravity. I kind of think I should put it up here, maybe. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe. My baby birds. It's weird for me to be laying down like that, huh? Probably not used to seeing me like that. Let's fix the hair a little. Looks sharp. But yeah, I wanted to get a haircut today. I didn't get a chance. Anyway, so yeah, I saw Dungeons and Dragons. Solid, solid movie. Um, there's one important one. And I know that it's the biggest movie this week. So I don't want to start with that. I'm trying to do the other ones I saw. I also saw Paint last night, actually. Um, it's very okay. It was a very okay movie. I found value in it, but the what dropped my score is because initially I was thinking that might have been like a solid seven, but then I was like, 
would you ever rewatch that movie? And I was like, nah, it has like no replay value. And then I started thinking about how typical it was. And it really just wasn't, it's nothing special as a movie. It's not that it's bad. It's just like, it's, it's a little flat. It could have been funnier than it was with the subject matter. I think the subject matter at hand basically being Bob Ross. Like, I think it could have been a funnier movie considering that. Cause what they did it's not that funny. Like it has funny moments, but it's like it's sort of a it's a really goofy subject, like Bob Ross, you know. It's this guy what was his name Carl Nar Carl I forget. Carl Nargle. That's his name. The the painter in the movie. So it's not actually Bob Ross, but it's clearly like supposed to be Bob Ross, right? It's clearly like a character based on him. And it felt like that character is so goofy. <laughs> It's such a, like, happy person. I don't know. I feel like it was missing a little something. I give it five Zeus slaps, God. That's the, I think that's one of the lower scores we've had in a minute. I was a little let down. Uh, Owen Wilson did a good job. I think the script just wasn't that great is what it was. It was, like, it had funny moments. It had potential, but it just fell a little bit flat. Um, not bad, though. Not bad viewing, I would say. Like, if, if you're... As an artist, I think you'll get a little more value out of it if you're an artist, you know? Because when I, like, for me, I was, like, I related to his struggle as an artist. Like, in the movie, he has some struggles as an artist, and I kind of related to that. And I was, like, it, it made me feel a little something. I was, like, man, that sucks. Like, I know that feeling. But I was, like, I don't think the average person would really give a care. <laughs> I think the average person would really give a fuck, though, honestly, like, in that way. <laughs> We can curse. I've gotten pretty deep into this episode. We're about 10 minutes in right now. I could bust out the fucks if I want to. If I fucking choose to, right? So there we go. I gotta say, I like this angle. Look how look how sexy I am. No, I'm just... <laughs> I like this angle. Not everyone can pull this angle off, right? They say this is a bad angle for people. That's not as good. But this angle rather nice so yeah so i saw that um i saw i was late to the party i was surfing Tubi, and i decided to watch paul i think it's being taken off of there uh which is a movie with um oh man i forget the other guy's name simon Pegg is one of them and the other guy that made hot fuzz they made hot fuzz and Shaun of the dead which both of those are pretty good i actually saw that Oh, I saw at World's End. Is that what it's called? It's not called at World's End, is it? Maybe it is. But the bar movie. I saw that one too. All of them were pretty good, you know. They were they're just kind of goofy, very violent <laughs> comedies. And this movie is decent. It's decent. Seth Rogen plays the alien. Um, was it Kristen Wiig in there? It was one of those Saturday Night Live actresses. Uh, Jason Bateman was good in there. It, you know, the one thing is like, I watched the movie and I was like, oh, that was pretty good. And then I thought about it and I was like, it's kind of like a worse version of E.T. that's like a little bit more adult, you know, but not, <laughs> it is more adult, I guess, but it could have been funnier, I think. Like there's, there's a lot of potential with like an alien for comedy, you know? I guess that's especially how funny some Seth Rogen movies are. Like, he's made some of the funniest movies ever. So it's sort of weird to have, like, this one just seemed a little flat, you know? 
that's kind of how I felt about it as I was watching it. Not bad. It's not bad. I gave it a 6.5 Zeus slaps God. That's what I give Paul. I know I'm late to the party on that one. So I think I was a little, I liked it a little less than everyone else, just very slightly. Actually, I think I'm right about in line with how much people like that movie. Six and a half out of 11, God. So better than, you know, more good than bad, I'd say. Paint was a little more bad than good. A little more bad than good. Just because it was kind of boring. You know, when I reflected, I was like, it's a one-time view. And it's an hour and a half, so, I mean, if you got an hour and a half to spare, you could watch worse movies, but... It definitely could have been better. And then the last movie that I saw, I saw it with Kurt the Hero. Shout out to Kurt the Hero. We planned it, booked the tickets in advance. We're excited to see it. And for the most part, it delivered, which is the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's it's a fun movie, you know, good, good effects. Um... There's a lot of Easter eggs if you're a Mario fan. There's a lot of like, a lot of musical Easter eggs, you know. There's a lot of like, uh, they play so many random songs that you wouldn't even expect to be in there, end up in the movie. So that was cool. Um, characters. It's fun. It, it's pretty funny. It has, well, it has funny moments. It could have been funnier. That's where the criticism starts. It definitely could have been funnier. I think they played it really safe with the script. The story is really not that great. Um, especially like the climax of it. It's just kind of, oh, I guess we're just wrapping it up here then. Like, just kind of like, uh, doesn't really add up fully. It's kind of, wow. Kind of lazy, I guess, the way that it developed. And then the writing is inconsistent. Like, there's some funny stuff in there, but then there's also like, like, uh, one of the songs, one of the characters sings. It was like, this is not very f good. You know, like this could have been a lot better. I'm trying not to spoil it in case you watch it, but it was just like, there's only one character that really sings a song in there. So you'll see it, but it was just like, this is not this is just not very good. Like, I don't know why, um, you could have made a really funny song, but the song you made is just kind of bland. Like it's only funny. It's only funny because this character's singing and it's like over the top, but like, it's not, you know, it could have been funnier. And I, like I saw, uh, was it the rise of Gru? Which Illumination... Illumination made this Mario movie. The people who made Despicable Me. So I saw that. And that movie or that movie was actually funnier than this movie. And it shouldn't have been. You know? Like, this was in development for a while. You had a cast where you had... Chris Pratt. Who, I mean... The first role that I saw him in was uh, Andy on Parks and Rec. And he was funny on there. He's funny in, like, the Lego movie. He's funny in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, like, he has the potential to be funny. It So that's one of the cast. Charlie Day, definitely a comedic actor. I mean, he got known from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Definitely a, a funny actor. 
just kind of has a funny voice in the first place, you know. Um, Seth Rogen, another clear comedic actor, you know. Jack Black, same thing. These guys, some of these guys are like comedy legends, really. If you think about it, they're they're comedy legends in film. Like they've made, they've been involved in some of the funniest movies out there. So, um, with all that talent, I don't know who wrote the script. I think I saw. Um, I can't remember. The name was familiar, and I feel like they've written other things. But it just really could have been funnier with all that talent on the... Like, I guess I was expecting it to be funnier. It is funny, but it's just... It's it's like it's... It's funny in moments, but it's not, like, consistently funny. And there's nothing that's, like, really going to make you... There's nothing, like, super funny in there, you know? So that was a bit of a letdown. Um especially donkey kong like i liked donkey kong probably one of the funniest parts but there was even more to mine from that you know and like they've had some misfires with mario there was no reference to that old movie which was kind of a uh, flop at least i don't remember there being any references to that there was the reference to the old show which was funny um you know, we're the Mario Brothers and plumbing's our game. You'll be hooked on the breath. Like that whole silly song. Wave your arms from side to side. So, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought, I thought that there were missed opportunities with the humor in there. With all that talent on the cast. It was like, this could have been a little funnier. And it had its moments, but yeah. Um... Another thing is the designs, for the most part, were good. They looked a little different than the game characters, which is a little kind of weird. But the one that really looked different was Peach, and I didn't like her design, really. Like, her face, the rest of it was fine. Like, the rest of it looked like Peach, but her face was just like, what is going on? It looks weird. Like, it that one looked more Illumination than the other characters. Like, they all did a little bit, but Peach really looked a little off. You know, just her face just looked off, just didn't look right. But um, it was cool. It was cool overall. Actually, when I initially got out of the theater, um, I was thinking about a seven out of 11 Zeus slaps guy. But after reflecting on it, it got a little better in my head. And I think I would give it, I was actually contemplating like, was this like a six and a half? Like, I think it bumped up to a seven and a half, which sometimes happens. Like when you reflect on a movie, you're like, you know what? That was better than I thought. Cause I thought of all the moments that I did enjoy, you know? And I think that's a fair rating. I know the critics is very, um, mixed with critics. I think it has like a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes and positive reviews. And when I saw that, I, that worried me a little, um, not gonna lie because i really thought that it would get like a 70 at least or something not that that matters but i was like oh, that's not great for the word of mouth and all that like it's not that it's not terrible you know and it's better than the old mario movie which actually didn't do as bad as i thought it had like a 30 percent or something i was like oh i thought it was way worse like that is bad but that's like 
it's just kind of bad. Like, it's not an 8% or something. Because Seth Rogen called it one of the worst movies ever. I'm like, I don't think it was one of the worst movies ever. The main problem with the movie is it just doesn't feel like Mario. It's just like they changed too much shit. But as a movie, like, if it weren't related to Mario, it wouldn't be that bad. It would just be an okay movie, probably. It's because it's a Mario movie and it doesn't feel like a Mario movie much at all. That's what actually makes it kind of or like bad, you know. But it's really not like terrible. It's not, you know, it's terrible as a Mario movie. It's not terrible as a movie, if that makes sense. It's terrible at covering the subject matter because it's like almost nothing is the same. And it's just like it's like when they go over the top, try to put their stamp on something. You know, like, they've done that, um, what's that, Romeo and Julio, there's a, Romeo and Julio, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet movie, I think it's with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, does that sound right? But it's all modern, and it works, it's like, oh yeah, they changed, like, it's in a modern setting, but the story's the same, you know, and I don't know if that was their inspiration for this, the Mario movie, like the original one, but... It's just like, all right, so Yoshi's just a dinosaur now. Bowser looks nothing like Bowser. It's just a mess. Like, why did you do this? <laughs> but as a movie, like, if if you if it weren't linked to Mario, it would be like a, a, a mediocre movie. It's only because it's a Mario movie that it gets, like, that special hype of being, like, super trash, you know? It's just, it's just a mediocre movie. The, the old Mario, I should say. The new one is good, but Nintendo, 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 you always play it safe, and I think it costs you a little bit on this one. I'm sure it'll do numbers, but it's not, and the audience really seems to like it, but there are a lot of casual Mario fans, and I wasn't looking for, like, a, a masterpiece, you know? I just felt like, ah, there's just moments where it's like, we... You know, if you flip this just a little bit, it would have been cooler, you know? That's all. Nothing bad, though. But, uh, yeah, let's see what else we got. That's my reviews. I'm still pushing through the shadow bands. It's crazy, the low engagement. The other day, it was like, I had like 10 people watching my Instagram story, and I was just like, what is going on? That's so crazy. I know Instagram's been dying down, but that's just so crazy, man, like, how does an account with 33,000 followers ever have 10 people watching their story? Like, that's crazy. And a lot of days, like now, lately, if I get 30 people watching my story, that's a lot, which is crazy. I don't know what, like, what I did this time. I guess it's just, I mean, I have like three strikes on my account. And like, two of them are just stupid, you know, so... One of them is like, okay, that's fine. Like, I get why that's on there. But two of them are just ridiculous. So, I don't know, man. I don't understand it. <laughs> but anyway, um, what was I going to get? Oh, come out to Los Globos on 420. It'll be a great show. I promise you it'll be a great show. At least my set. I can promise my set. I don't know the other artists. Heard a little of them. They didn't sound too bad. Or like, uh, you know, a little from a couple of them. But you know what I'm going to do. Is the Donut Lord. I wish you could like. The focus on this thing. You can't adjust it really. So. But you could see. 
got donuts. Going to a, a show tonight. This Japanese like future funk show. New Jack told me that um, it wasn't my scene. He was telling me not to go. Well, I'm gonna go. So, oh well. I thought that I thought that was weird. Like for someone who's your friend to tell you that something isn't your scene, and then be annoyed when you like joke around. Like I joked around and was like, everything's my scene. I am the scene. Like you know. Just playing around, just playfully, and he's just like, it's annoying how you can never be wrong. I'm like, huh? Huh? Excuse me? Excuse me? I don't know. It's just weird energy lately. I don't know what what's up with, uh, what's up with people, man. I gotta say, like, uh, I've been a little bit annoyed with the effort. That reflected on our album, right? Today I was really thinking about it and I was like, SG Train mixed a lot of the tracks on there. SG Train mixed Oasis. He mixed um, Morning Glory. He mixed Hibiscus. He mixed, uh, what else did he mix? Did he mix Sunflower? I think he did help with Sunflower, actually. Um, was there anything else? Oh, he did kind of help with, uh, what's that track? What is the track? What's the track? What's the track? What's the track? I'm trying to think. Cubic Zirconia. That's five tracks, right? Of the album. So he mixed, and that's a lot of the better mixed stuff on there. You know, did I say Oasis? Because he mixed Oasis. So I reflected on it and I was like, you know, he did all that. Let me, let me see. So New Jack mixed, uh, he did mix Bokeh. Um, let's, let me just, it's kind of sad, but I'm trying to remember my own album. Trying to remember just the tracks. Zero Grab. I'm going to look it up right now and share it with you. Who is that? Zero Grab. Sorry, somebody popped up on TikTok viewing my profile. Um, yes, this album. So, what did New Jack mix? He mixed. Decay, which is a solo track for him. He makes Dream Deferred, which is the worst mixed track on the album. He makes Andreas Andromeda, another solo track for him. He makes the intro, which is a solo track. And he mixed just the theory. So, one. Oh, he makes one, two, three. Four, five. So he mixed like half the album. There's 11 tracks. He mixed six of them. And a lot of those are instrumental tracks. So that's not really mixing. It's, it is, but it isn't at the same time when it's an instrumental track. You're not mixing the vocals. He didn't mix most of the vocal tracks, right? So my vocals appear, they only appear on, I think, eight of the tracks. So let me see. One. 
two, three. Yeah, they only appear in eight of the tracks. So Gary mixed five of the eight tracks that my vocals were on, right? And one of the ones that New Jack mixed is not mixed well, you know. So he mixed bouquet well. It sounds good. Um, but when I reflect on it, I'm like, he, the stuff he mixed was the stuff that was more for him, you know, like the three solo tracks that he basically had, that was the stuff that was more mixed. Um, and, you know, just a theory isn't even mixed crazy well either. So, I don't know, when I reflected on it, I was like, man, like he honestly didn't put that much effort into our collabor our collaborative tracks, you know, like he sat on those. I, I, it's just, he sat on those for years and he made all these mixes in the meantime that were for him, like his solo mixes where it's like his DJ mixes and stuff. And it just, it get. I thought about it and I was like, you invested all that time into that, but you could, it took you five years to finish up like, six tracks on this album basically actually really i mean a lot of them were done too so it was really less than that and it took you five years to finish those you know you had plenty of help with like the mixing on there in fact gary mixed like half the album really so it's like all that stuff i don't know i just reflected on it i, I pushed for a music video we didn't we never made a music video for the album but he he put together this like hour long performance set that he's releasing tonight and it's like you had time to film and edit an hour long performance but we couldn't shoot like a 3 minute music video you know that would have helped promote the album but it would have been a track that wasn't your solo track so it just feels like he invests a lot more time into stuff that is his own thing, like that's only his, and he just kind of leaves me like uh, waiting, you know. And it's it it just gets a little annoying sometimes with the attitude. Like we have group chats, he ignores most of the messages, and then he'll pop up randomly sending stuff to the group chat like weeks later after he's been ignoring it for weeks, and it's just you know. It's kind of annoying. I don't know. Like, this may not be the place to air that grievance, but I, I guess I thought people could relate to just, like, friends like that, where it's like, their focus is more on them. And, and I get it. That's how people are in general, you know? But it gets tough sometimes, because it's like, I, I want to get stuff done, I feel like I've been sitting on the sidelines, wasting a lot of my career, waiting for people to finish stuff, it really wasn't a lot of work to finish, and it just took so long, and kept getting pushed back, meanwhile, he he's doing these modeling shoots, which are, which really are just, it's, the modeling shoots are, it sounds like he's shooting them for magazines and stuff, it's like for his own game, like to post it on social media to look like that you know what I mean and it's it's just his friend taking pictures of him really like when I call it a modeling shoot it's very uh that's very vague <laughs> but it's like you got time to do all that but you don't have time to like actually finish our work and now like we have another album that we're we've recorded I think like four tracks for it's probably gonna be like the same length 
and we got momentum going and he's saying that he, he doesn't think we'll finish it this year it might come out next year and it's just like the lack of uh motivation or the lack of care put into like the collaborative work it gets disappointing sometimes you know because even with that album like most of the stuff worked really well the main thing was the mixing i think that was the main issue and honestly that was him not putting the time in and like doing stuff at the last minute and thankfully gary mixed half of it because that half all sounds great you know and some of the stuff he mixed sounds great his solo tracks sound great but the other three that he did are pretty shoddy you know and it's like it's just disappointing I don't know um, and I know he'll if he ever heard this he'd have criticism and you know he can be very sensitive but um, it just I don't get it honestly I don't get it I guess I just I know that I work hard and I spend a lot of time like writing songs and just like coming up with ideas and making as many posts and videos as I can to promote stuff. And, um, it's unfortunate that it feels like, uh, the effort isn't always there with him. So if he hears this, if he doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. It was just something I thought was interesting content and I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I'm not, you know, he is my friend, but it, sometimes it gets, it, it can get like friendships can wear you down, you know? Friendships can be a lot sometimes. And, you know, that whole thing with that album, it did strain our friendship, I feel like, because I would ask him about it and he would like, I remember one time I kind of went off on him because it's like I was asking him like, you know, like, what, what's up? Like, why is this not done? You know, it's been sitting there. I've recorded all my stuff since 2017 it's been done you know i did like one or two tracks way later because i decided to touch them up but i mean like we could have dropped that and it would have been fine with the it would have been like just as good with the versions i did in fact he doesn't even like the new version of cubic as much for some reason i don't know why i think it sounds just as good or better but um yeah so I don't know, man, I, like it, it's, it's great working with your friends, but sometimes it just complicates it because I feel like they don't take it as seriously when it's like you, you know, for me, I hate to keep people waiting. I hate to like, feel like I'm the one holding anything up. And especially if you're my friend, like I want to finish it even more for you, you know? So I don't, I don't know. That's just stuff I was reflecting on lately. I didn't forget about the books I promise you I really gotta like lock down and write them you know it's been oh man I've been working so much lately it's hard a lot of these weeks I'm working like 70 hours and then still going to the gym like two hours a day so it's really tough to I think I went for an hour and a half today almost an hour 45 but it's usually that it's an hour and a half to two hours every day you know Lately, I've been trying to chill a little bit like I've been going. Well, no, that's not even true. I went for like two hours yesterday, but I'm saying in general, like I've been trying to like do a little bit less because I felt like I was putting too much strain on my body, like I was too sore. So, yeah, I was trying to do better, though, but I didn't forget I'm going to do them. Bear with me. Like things have been overwhelming lately. It's been a lot. Huh? 
you know, I had that whole episode that was pretty emotional recently. And uh, sometimes I cringe when I think about that stuff, but it's just me being real. Like it's, we go through hardships, you know, and not, not everything's easy. And I regret a lot of the time that I've wasted, you know, and I'm going to get into that later. I'm sorry. That probably sounded terrible that I just hit the mic with my finger. <laughs> um, but yeah, just bear with me. One thing I was wondering is, do, do no soliciting signs actually work? Because I feel like if someone is there to solicit, like, they're still going to go. It's like you see, you know, I'm, oh, I was going to try to sell you this, but you had that sign up. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't. People put that like, uh, it's like no soliciting, no religion, no, um, I don't know, no sales, no any of that. I think they make it sometimes they make an exception for Girl Scout cookies or whatever. We or it'll be like we found God, we know who we're voting for, and it'll be like a list of things, right? And it's like, does that really stop anybody that's like really trying to push through? Sometimes I almost want to like go to like it's I guess it's silly, but like when I would do when I would go door to door and try to get people to read to uh sign for ballot measures like a lot of people probably a good like quarter of the houses had like no soliciting signs maybe 20 percent somewhere around there and it was annoying because it's like you are choosing to not be a part of like the democratic process like this stuff's gonna go on the ballot either way people just get so annoyed it's like don't you want to be able to have a voice about it you know, and it's that's always kind of funny that people get that mad. It's like it's just somebody asking you questions like people are just have gotten so antisocial now that it's like they don't want to talk to anyone they don't know and they don't even want to talk to the people they do know. I remember this, this this girl this week on ESPN, she was going off on a rant on how she doesn't want to ride the elevator with people, which the elevator ride. Other people pointed out lasts less than a minute. So she will never hold the door for people like when she's in it, when she's in the elevator. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping, but I like I, I don't like this girl anyway. Like she annoys me. She's like one of those hardcore Taylor Swift fans. That's always kind of an annoying trait, like the fangirl girl. You know, she's just she's just an annoying person. So when she said that, I was like, yeah, that checks out, you know, <laughs> like you seem like the type of person that wouldn't hold the elevator for someone, which is rude. It's just a rude thing to do, like to not hold the elevator door open. It's like you don't you can't bear to talk to someone. And then that's what it was. Is she was going on this rant after that about like how I hate answering when people ask how I am and like. She hates the small talk. Anybody who hates small talk, that's a red flag that we don't talk about enough. The people who hate small talk usually just suck at conversation. Like, they're terrible at it. They want you to make the entire conversation. Just pull it out of thin air while they give you, like, one-word responses. You know, it's like, oh, I hate small talk. It's like, well, then don't small talk. Like, you could, it goes two ways. Like, you can shift the conversation if you want to talk about something else. You know, it's like, why is it always on us? You know, why is it on the people who don't hate small talk? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what you want. Everything starts as small talk. Like, oh, don't, 
I, like doing the online dating, there'd be girls that'd be like, "Don't if you say hi, I'm unmatching you." It's like what? If that's your introduction, I'm unmatching you. I'm like, for real? What? What is so? What's so bad about saying hi? Like, what's so bad about just saying, "Hey, how are you?" Like, how is that not just normal? And why is that? Why do you have to come up with something more than that? I mean, I'll try to like, but some people, it's like their profile doesn't even have anything on it to even like ask them a question about. Like, where am I even supposed to get this interesting conversation from? Because your profile's boring. Like, it doesn't say anything about you. <laughs> so, like, what am I supposed to do with that? You just want me to manifest a conversation out of thin air. I'm giving you the length and the girth tonight on this show. Or today, whenever you watch it. Anytime you can get the length and the girth. I'm flying to Texas for some fun this week. I'm looking forward to it, you know. <laughs> I'm going to a nude beach with a friend. I like going to those. I want to go with a girl that I'm dating. I think that would be fun, but it's not something you can make like a first date. You know, people get a little scared or a little weird about it, you know, so <laughs> it's not something you can just do for a first date. And you don't want to be that creepy guy. It does seem like a fun first date. Like if anybody was really like down, it's like, wow, you're really getting to know each other like right off the bat. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go. It should be fun. Um, who knows what might happen? No, nah, it's just, it's fun. The pretty girl. And like, obviously that's, if you're going to a nude beach, it's not bad to be around somebody attractive in the nude, right? So... <laughs> pretty girl we have good chemistry i mean you know it's not something that could be a relationship probably because of the distance but it's it's just nice to spend time with like nice attractive people so i'm looking forward to it i i, I don't know sometimes i just gotta get away it's kind of wild that i'm doing this but hey i'm going um monday so if you want to meet up with me let me know. Get at me. We can go together. <laughs> I'm not gonna say where we're at because I don't want random people showing up. But it'll be fun if I, it, you know, I, I'm gonna have like a filter. If you seem like you'd be a good time, don't be one of those people that goes and doesn't get naked. Because I've seen that and I'm like, for real, you're not gonna get naked. Like you're just gonna watch everyone. Like it's kind of weird, you know. I get it when you first get there, it can be intimidating, especially as a man. It's like. Um, if you're having a bad dick day or something. <laughs> no, honestly, whenever I've gone there, I've been shocked at like how small everyone's dicks are. You know, like it's kind of surprising. I didn't know because I, I don't see, you know, I only see women naked. I don't see guys naked. So going there, it's like, damn, everyone's dicks are so small. It's a lot of like one inches around here, you know, one or two inches. And, um, I don't know, it's a confidence boost. It should be a confidence boost for them, too, because it's like, if you're looking around, you probably think you're small, and then you see, like, oh, well, everyone's packing, like, an inch or two here, or maybe three, you know, some of them. And it's like, that actually is average. Three or four soft, I believe, is, like, average. So, it's, um... I mean, it's not like you're intentionally looking, but you can't help it, you know? It's like you're in the nude, in public, everyone can see, so... 
you notice those things. And I think it would be a confidence boost for everyone because I people the people who would never do it are people who are uncomfortable and that's exactly like uncomfortable with their bodies and that's exactly the people who should go because I guarantee it would give you a boost of confidence. Because you will see people with similar shapes to you that are confident and willing to go. Guys, a lot of these guys literally just have like the head, you know, especially if it's cold. So if you're worried about like being small or something, don't even trip. There's tiny guys there and they're confident. They're having a great time. They usually have a girlfriend or boyfriend like they're they're chilling. They don't mind, you know, and they shouldn't, honestly, because you know, every size works for somebody. So not everyone wants like a huge one. And honestly, I'm I'm just gonna say it, a lot of these girls are straight line. I think that uh I think that a lot of what they say about your dick size directly has to do with how they feel about you. Cause let's be real. The vast, vast majority of dicks are like, you know, they say in the five to five to seven range, but seven, only like 10% of guys are seven or up, right? Something like that. Something like that. According to the studies, I, I think that's even high. Like, and a lot of times only 2%, it says only 2% are like eight or above. So when girls say that stuff, how they supposedly have been with like all eight inches and above like that's just not true and we've been through that several times but one thing that i would like to say to you is you really think that she's gonna know the difference between like let's say you got five or six and that another guy had seven you like when if she says that some guy was bigger than you it's possible it's unlikely and it could just be directly related to how she feels about both of you even how it looks on your frame like a skinny guy a skinny short guy it's his five inches is gonna look bigger than like a tall fat guy you know what i mean it's gonna look bigger to her so i don't know just be confident guys be confident in everyone because honestly for one it's not the end of the world if you're small and really not a lot of guys actually are that small like i know girls will say five is small but that's actually like the average five five and a half that's the average so they probably just think that guys are bigger than they really are so they hear five and it sounds small and the guys who are five are probably saying they're six or seven right so these girls think that like six or seven is average and six is borderline average i mean it's it's above it's technically above average believe it or not seven is definitely above average that's like actually big technically for like the worldwide scope like i think there's there's a couple countries where that's like kind of average you know like roughly that's about average but even then even in those countries, nothing's going to deviate from that that much. You know, like, it's not like, like, yeah, then maybe eight is more normal there, but it's still, if it's in, if this is any indication, eight is still going to be rare there. It's still probably going to be 10% of the people there, which is still pretty rare. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just think we get so wrapped up in that stuff and it's, it's just, it's funny. And for me, I feel dumb. Like, I don't know why I defend this stuff. I don't know why I defend the smaller average guys. 
I guess it's kind of like how girls will defend girls who get body shamed. It's like the same type of thing. I stand with the short kings. I stand with the small dicks. I'm not sh- I'm not short. I don't have a small dick, but I feel for y'all. And I try to stand up for you every chance I get because I'm just like, this sucks. But I think, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I got to just let that go. I got to just, because it, it's not a good reflection on me. Maybe I'm being selfish, but I'm like, I don't want anyone thinking that I'm like lying or that I you, you don't want girls to think you're small if you're not small I did that before where I told a girl I was small she blocked me and then I showed her she unblocked me <laughs> she blocked me on one thing so I was like wait hold on okay and then I showed her and she was like oh okay good <laughs> it was hilarious uh, like I didn't expect her to just do that That's but that's how it is honestly Man, I was talking to a girl this weekend. She was telling me that, like, this guy pulled his dick out and asked her to suck it. And she, she, she laughed at him and said, what do you think I'm going to do with that? And then she told him to get the fuck out. And I was like, that's so fucking brutal, man. And she and I thought she was kidding. She wasn't kidding. She really did this to this fool. But she said she felt bad and she hoped he didn't, like, off himself. I'm like, well, why would you do that? You know, I mean, if he's small, he's small. But you don't have to say it like that. Like, that's just a brutal way to put that. Like, what do you think I'm going to do with that? And honestly, like, if you never tried it, you can't say. You know, vaginas ain't that deep a lot of times. So you never know. Even if he was like three inches, you probably could have felt something. So I don't know. I'm just saying. It's kind of silly, that whole thing. (laughs) There are a lot of protests in France right now. They actually were able to get into BlackRock headquarters. For those that don't know, Vanguard and BlackRock own, they're an investment firm that owns like stakes in a lot of companies, like a lot of the news media, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies. It's a big deal, Vanguard and BlackRock. So it's something that you can't just take lightly because I feel like people, a lot of people don't know about that. Like when they, they don't know that, people like the same companies that own the vaccines or own the pharmaceutical companies also own the media. So it's like you can't fully trust everything on the media. Think about all those ads that come out where it's like, if you took this medication, you may be entitled to a settlement, like all that stuff. Like so many of those ads, countless ads like that. And we're supposed to just act like everything's all cool. It's like, "Mm, that's sus. So France has been protesting like they recently had uh, their government was trying to change their like social security system. They're trying to change it and basically screw the citizens out of a lot of money, which is going to happen in America, too. I don't know if we're going to stand up like they did. But so they kind of got to the root of the problem and they were protesting outside of Black Rock and they got in there, which and. The thing that's funny is on social media, a lot of times they're not showing that stuff. Like they're not showing people like what's really happening. Like you look up France on, on Instagram and it's way different than if you look up France on TikTok. So when they're talking about this TikTok man, it's like the stuff that they actually, they'll show you the protests on TikTok. You can find them on Instagram. It's harder to find. Like you can find them, but it's not as easy to find on there. And it's it feels like you, you kind of wonder what I was actually trying to look up. Like, okay, what companies are involved with Meta? You know, 
Is it is it a situation where BlackRock has an investment or some scenario like that where it's like somebody somewhere owns a stake and they're intentionally hiding things like that? Because that would not be shocking to me at all. And it shouldn't be shocking to you. I believe that they do stuff like that all the time. Actually, I don't even have to believe it. It's been proven true. You know, so stay woke, my friends. I'm now taking new friend applications. As you can see, I'm just sick of the selfishness. So let me know. Let's do stuff together. Let's have a good time. Because I need, I need more friends. I need better friends. I've kind of have gotten annoyed with uh, some of my best friends lately i just feel like they're not putting effort into the friendship you know and i hope that they can turn it around you know because i reach out every day and a lot of times i get ignored and that gets wears on you after a while it gets old so we all got stuff going on but i make time i make time to respond i make time to check on you i make time to be in your lives so you got to do the same thing. You know, it's not all about you. It's not all about what you have going on. Like, make an effort to actually talk to your friends. That's all I'd say. Um, I've been on the wrong horses for a lot of stuff in my life, honestly. So, <sighs> I got to do better. I try every day, but I still got to do better. Oh, I think Izzy is going to get his belt back tonight in the UFC. I don't know for sure. I'm recording this because I'm not going to be able to record tomorrow. i got too much going on tomorrow. So I'm recording this episode. This is Saturday. I think Izzy will get his belt. Could be wrong. We'll see. But I think he'll finally crack it. I think he's lost to Pereira. Like, uh, I probably said his name wrong. You know what I'm talking about. UFC middleweight champion. I think he's lost to him four times total. One in MMA and like three in kickboxing, so. This will be interesting. The Long Beach Grand Prix next weekend. I might actually go to that, so let me know if you're going. It's uh, the Acura Grand Prix, and it's like a street race through Long Beach, like a legal street race. And it's, it's pretty fun. It's all weekend. It's just for fun. I'm just like something to do so let me know if you want to go um oh wait you know what i gotta get into i'm kind of i don't want this episode to be too long so i'm gonna get into some stuff i'm gonna get into k welcome to kz sports obviously a short sports segment um the dodgers are getting down let them cook actually right now How's that Dodger game going? They've been they've been doing well lately. They've been struggling with the Diamondbacks. Every year there's like a new t I guess that's just how sports go. There's like a new team that like is better than they're supposed to be. Yeah, they're losing eight to twelve to the oh they lost eight to twelve to the Diamondbacks. So they're six and four. No, five and four. Diamondbacks are also five and four. Yikes. They're still first in the NL West, but how are they first in the NL West though? Because They've been, huh? Did they win more games than they lost against the Diamondbacks? They lost today. They lost yesterday. So one and two, one and three, two and three, three, wait, two and four, three and four. They're three and four. I don't know. 
They've played seven of their games have been against the Diamondbacks. They got one tomorrow. It seems like the – well, maybe they just didn't update the standings. I think technically since they got the same record, they'd be behind the Diamondbacks now since they've lost to them more. Their record's worse against them. They better get it together. I know Syndergaard, the, they call him Thor. He just blew it today. He gave up a bunch of runs. So hopefully they get it together. Happy Easter to every bunny out there. I just want to say that. I hope to, let's see if Tiger can win another Masters. <laughs> it's not looking good, but he made the cut at least. Poor Tiger, man. Um, oh, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was kind of funny to watch the Lakers lose to the Clippers. I know I'm a Laker fan. I don't like how they did Russ. And I don't like the sometimes the passive aggressive nature of LeBron I think is annoying passive aggressive people are annoying to me it's like just come out and say it you know stop hiding behind the media and all this like having your little mouthpiece say that Russell Westbrook's a vampire like fuck that like you're a man you know what it is is like I guess that's how he's avoided controversies is he doesn't speak out it's always like through somebody else you know it's like that's whack honestly like, you want him on the team. You never used him right. Never really get, set him up to succeed like the Lakers organization. And then when he, and then after you trade him, then you call him a vampire to just like shit on his reputation further because it has to be his fault. I, that was whack. That was whack. And as much as I like the Lakers, they do shit like that. And I don't like it. They do like passive aggressive shit. So maybe it's a good fit for LeBron. Because the Lakers always do shit like that. They're always, like, making players look bad after everything they did. Even Gasol, man. Like, they didn't really, like, yeah, now they honored Gasol. But I remember, like, at the time, you know, I didn't really like how Kobe did that. He was calling Gasol soft and stuff. It's like, this fool helped you win two chips. Like, that's whack, you know. You shouldn't be, like, embarrassing him like that. Oh, gotta put your big boy pants on. It's like. Bro, come on now. Come on. I don't know. I thought that was whack. But that's one of the downsides of the Lakers. One of the few downsides is the whole, like, there's so much pressure to win all the time. And the fan base is ridiculous. You know, they were just complete assholes to Westbrook for most of his stay. And I just never liked that. It was just like everything was his fault all the time. And it's like, it's not his fault, man. You put together a crappy team. Where it's like you literally put together like one of the worst teams you could have with Westbrook because LeBron and AD are hurt like more than half the time. So the two stars uh, 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 that are supposed to be alongside Westbrook are injured like more than half the time. So, and then the rest of the roster sucks and people wonder why they didn't have good records. It's like the roster sucks, your stars are out, but somehow it's Westbrook's fault, the guy who was playing most of the games. And did something that only three Lakers have ever done, including him. He averaged 18-7-7 and the first year. Like, only LeBron, Magic Johnson, and Westbrook have, have averaged those stats in a year. Out of all Lakers history, all the great players, they've had the probably the most great players of any franchise. Only three guys have done that. Westbrook did that in a down year where they didn't use him right the entire time and just did not set him up for success. So I don't know. I just thought it was ridiculous, man. And I thought it was kind of funny when they lost. I'm not going to lie, but that'll do it for Casey Arrow sports. Let me get into 
Now, let us read from the Book of Grav. For all these years, I've flown the highest elevated past coronavirus. While most people have shown the bias, I stayed in the zone of flyers. Speaking against me, still heresy. But they try it so carelessly. I make opponents need therapy. A lot of them are scared of me. But why do I intimidate? I introduced all them to great. Fuck you, fuck COVID-19. Fuck the other bullshit findings. My timing is impeccable. Special ho, nah, not respectable. <laughs> I will no longer be sleep deprived. She's pure evil, but Z survive. Fuck you, catch the fastest fade. Fuck you and your masquerade. I will be appreciated. If you know nothing else, no ZG made it. Fuck you, catch the fastest fade. Fuck you and your masquerade. I will be appreciated. If you know nothing else, no ZG made it. <laughs> That'll do it for the show this week. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um went even just just a hair longer than i was expecting one thing i wanted to give us everyone uh, i admit, i didn't get to get into a lot of this honestly uh instagram reportedly sold 44 million blue check marks in one day 666 million dollars generated all for people to look more important than they really are they just wanted that clout such a clout chasing society i kind of hate that people did that honestly because now Instagram sees how easy it is to get that money out of you. And there's going to be more. I'm sure there were like, you know, 20 million the next day or whatever. I I don't know. I didn't see the stats, but there's got to be like, they've probably made over a billion off of that easily by now, maybe 2 billion by now. And it's just, it's sad, man. I don't know if I'll do it. I won't rule it out. The reason being, my reason isn't because I care about the clout or any of that. It's because I feel like maybe if you if you do that, then they'll unshadow ban you and stop hiding you from your audience. You know, like I'm like, maybe that's the key there. Maybe that's what you got to do, because other than that, I mean, it's obvious that they're hiding you from your audience and like not allowing you to flourish, which is just whack. And I hate Instagram for that. Anyway, fun times, good show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I really want this show to be like your escape from the mundane, your escape from the trials and tribulations. This may not have been the happiest episode, but they can't all be happy, okay? I'm sorry. I tried my best, you know, but I thank you for listening. I thank you for coming along with me on this journey. And there's always going to be more life in zero gravity, baby. It's never going to stop. As long as I'm alive, I might even pass the mantle to someone else. You know, who knows? I wouldn't rule that out. I might do it. You know, I might just try to make this into a franchise. So I thank you once again. Much love. Much peace. Until next week, we're going to get it going. <laughs>